Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host. And on tonight's show, we've got uh, the first few... Um, the first few previews of the games for this week. Uh, we'll start off with the Thursday night football game, go through the London game and do a few more from Sunday. Uh, we will be doing the rest of these on Saturday and releasing a Saturday show uh, with some, uh, a little more up-to-date information in terms of injuries and that sort of thing to have you guys plenty prepared for your matchups this weekend. So um, why don't we go ahead and we will get, uh, there aren't really any announcements other than to say, please hit that subscribe button, subscribe to the podcast, whether you are watching on YouTube, listening on Apple or uh, Google Play, Stitcher, no matter where, uh, we would really love for you guys to hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, help us to know uh, how to better help you guys with your fantasy lineups. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and go right into the headlines. Uh, starting it off, Todd Gurley did not practice today, being Wednesday. Um, did not practice with a quad injury. We'll, this is something to kind of wait and see how it's doing. Does not have anything to do with it, the arthritis in his knee. That being said, it's still something to watch. Uh, maybe uh, you know, see if Malcolm Brown is still on the, uh, on the waiver wire to, to possibly pick up as free agent. Um, definitely something to monitor if you have if you have Gurley or you have some space on your bench. Uh, Tyreek Hill was limited in practice with his shoulder today. Uh, I believe uh, Patrick Mahomes was also limited, but I don't think they're going to, they're not going to sit Patrick Mahomes. They're still trying to see how um, Tyreek Hill is doing with his shoulder injury. It is quite possible from what I've seen that he is going to play this weekend in a game that's likely to be a shootout between the Texans and the Chiefs since neither team's DBs can play all that well. Um, getting into the, the Thursday night football game before we kind of preview it, uh, this is, I mean, Philip Dorsett has already been uh, declared out. Six different, six other um, New England Patriots have been uh, declared questionable, including Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, and Rex Burkhead. So, you you know, the, the Patriots are dealing with that. And then you've got the New York Giants, who are going to be down Barkley and Gallman, as well as Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. So their top two receivers, really, and their top two running backs, all out. And that does not leave a whole lot of um, options for Daniel Jones to work with going up against right now what's, you know, the number one defense in fantasy. So, um. So this could be a really ugly game. Um, I'm also seeing, I've, I've heard that the weather for this game is actually supposed to be pretty nasty. Um, let me see the weather forecast. Oh, now it's not pulling it up. Um, the weather forecast from what I've seen is supposed to be windy and rainy um, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the weather during game time. I've seen reports of gusts up to 30 miles an hour, which is not going to make passing the ball very easy. Could be a lot of handoffs. And if it's really, really rainy, this could be a, 
a nasty um, turnover-soaked game. So you're likely to start Brady simply because he can still be effective, you know, with the dump-offs and everything. Um, but I would favor the running backs in this game. So that's just kind of my my thoughts on it, unless it's the Giants. So um, moving on, Hunter Henry was limited uh, in practice with his knee injury. They're hoping to get him back soon. It doesn't, as far as I can see, I don't think he'll play this week. Um, I believe it's at home against Pittsburgh on either on Sunday Night Football. Um, but he may be able to come back the week after, depending on how his uh, his recovery goes. Um, according to, let me pull this up. According to uh, Jameis Winston, um, it will be a collective effort to get Mike Evans more involved in the offense. Uh, to win football games, we have to get Mike Evans the ball. Uh, I would agree with that. I think that... Mike Evans is getting a lot of attention from top corners. And because of that, that's part of the reason why uh, Godwin is going off. It's also that Godwin's a very talented wide receiver. And so it's not surprising that he's having, uh, for, to me, it's not surprising that he's having the year that, he's, that he has. Um, I think that they will work to get Jameis Winston, or will we'll work to get uh, Mike Evans the ball more. The problem is, Jameis Winston tends to be the type of quarterback who only targets one receiver at a time per game. Um, and so whether it's, you know, a running back or, well, it hasn't been O.J. Howard this year, that's for sure, or Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, um, we'll kind of see, it's, this is making more, me more and more concerned that Jameis Winston is a, basically a one-look quarterback. He looks at one guy, throws it to him every time does not go really through progressions all that much. So that being said, um, if you are a Mike Evans owner like I am, um, hold on. If you are a, um, a guy needing some wide receiver help, I would say possibly try to see if you can buy low on Mike Evans um, and, and see where it goes from there. So. Uh, let's see, uh, TJ Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions is still in the concussion protocol. We'll see when he can finally come back after the really rough hit that he took a couple weeks ago. Um, and Josh Rosen has been announced as the starting quarterback for the remaining of 2019 for the Miami Dolphins. So we won't have to worry about Fitz magic or Fitz tragic, whatever you want to call him, unless something actually happens to Josh Rosen. Um, a couple other minor things, uh, Chris McCaffrey set out with a, looks like some back stiffness from practice today. Um, I'm not worried about him playing this weekend. Uh, sources say the Redskins are expecting to start Case Keenum this week, assuming his foot injury allows him. So Colt McCoy back to the bench. Um, I believe in my last, my last podcast, I mentioned the fact that the, um, the Redskins brass, now that Jay Gruden is gone, does not believe that Haskins is ready yet for um, for playing in the NFL at all. Uh, he's having problems calling the plays in the huddle, having problems reading defenses, even in practice. So for now, um, it's going to be Case Keenum, which in my opinion, especially this week, going up against the non-existent Miami defense, 
this is really good for Terry McLaurin owners. I think that he could have a really, really good game this week. Um, now that he is, he seems to be fully back and healthy. As long as Case Keenum is the quarterback, I think that McLaurin's in for a good week, as well as um, you know Chris Thompson. We'll see. I know that they want to get back into the running game, so this could also be a big thing for um, for Adrian Peterson moving forward. Sammy Watkins did not practice uh, Wednesday with his hamstring injury. Um, Antonio Brown has encouraged the Pats to re-sign him since they're going to have to pay him anyways. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, Deshaun Jackson is still out for the Eagles. Because of this, there is a lot of um, speculation and rumors that the Eagles um, have reached out to the um, to the Browns to see about the availability of uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think the Browns will trade him yet, but it's very possible. Um, you know that you know they're seeing where their season's gone. Uh, after they most likely, I, as a Seahawks fan, I'm hoping and praying, most likely lose to Seattle this weekend in Cleveland and go to I believe two and four at that point. It's very likely that they could start trading off pieces. So. Um, and one last thing, tough break for Chris Herndon, who just came off of suspension this week, has a hamstring injury. He did it Friday when running routes on his own. Gase did not sound optimistic about his chances of playing this week for the Jets. Um, and so I think that the Jets could use every weapon that they have against the, the Dallas defense. Uh, we'll, so we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, as of right now, though, they're definitely down Chris Herndon for this weekend. So real quick, we're going to play a, uh, a do a, a quick ad read, um, play a quick ad read, and then we will hop right into um, the first six games of this week, given the previews and my fantasy analysis on what I think could possibly happen. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well, but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, so let's go ahead and hop right into it. Uh, starting with Thursday night football, uh, the Giants versus the Patriots. Um, so here, here's the deal. I've got Daniel Jones as a quarterback, too simply because I don't think he's going to have very many people to throw to. Uh, John Hilleman I have as a running back four, really three or four. I think he's – there's there's going to be so much that the Patriots are going to be able to do against this offense that has no weapons, really. I, Golden Tate I have as a wide receiver three slash flex. That's all I've got for him. And simply that's because he's going to be the only guy to throw to other than Rhett Ellison who uh, – I think it'll be a tight end two could possibly put up low end tight end one numbers out of desperation because again, 
there's only so many people now that that Daniel Jones can throw the ball to, especially against this Sanji Patriots defense. Also, looking at the weather that's supposed to be happening in this game, that's going to make it that much harder. Uh, as for the Patriots, Brady, I have right now as a mid-range quarterback one, I may move him down to a low-end quarterback one simply because of the fact of the weather that may try to rely again on the um, – on the the run game, we'll see. I have both uh, Michelle and White kind of on that running back two to running back three threshold, right around that uh, 28 to 30 range. And again, a lot of that has to do with the weather. Uh, Edelman uh, and Gordon are both questionable. Edelman and I have as a wide receiver two, Gordon as a wide receiver three. Um, if you're looking for a sneaky play in DFS for Thursday night, if you if you have a Thursday night lineup, um, I think a sneaky play in DFS could possibly be uh, Jacoby Myers, um, he is you know likely to get some work, especially with um, especially with Philip Dorsett out. So, all right, moving on. The first game on Sunday at the ripe old hour of six thirty in the morning, at least for me on the West Coast, nine thirty in the morning for the East Coast. Um, this is the few. This is one of the few times that the East Coast gets to gets to know what it's like to be on the West Coast with all these early games. Um, the Panthers at the Buccaneers playing in London. Um, I have Kyle Allen against this Buccaneers defense uh, as a quarterback two with a lot of upside. Could end up as a high end quarterback two. Again, the Buccaneers defense has given up a lot of plays to the um, in the secondary uh, two quarterbacks, and so I think that this could be a possibly um, very good matchup for for them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I still have as a running back one. I know that they the Buccaneers defense really shut him down in the game in Carolina. This is in London. Um, the Buccaneers defense has struggled a little bit more the last couple weeks, so I I am much more confident that uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to put up a good game. He's you know he's the number one rusher right now. He's number one in overall yards. I know that for sure. So um, I think that uh, this will be another solid performance for him, catching the ball out of the backfield as well as running it. Um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I have both as wide receiver threes. Uh, Olsen as a low-end tight end one. As far as the Buccaneers go, Winston I have as a low-end quarterback one. Again, the Panthers have struggled a little bit in the past defense, um, giving up some giving up some big plays. Uh, Ronald Jones I have at max a flex play. Um, the Panthers, the, the run defense has been okay. It's their pass defense that struggled a bit. Um, and as far as the, the receivers go, I have Godwin as a mid-range wide receiver two and Evans as a low-end wide receiver two simply because Godwin's the one that's getting the targets right now. So last time I saw, uh, I believe you can find it on the Fantasy Life app. They had a breakdown of the snap percentage over the last or sorry target percentage over the last four games uh total targets over the last four games i want to say that godwin has been out targeted or has out targeted uh evans by five or six targets i want to say it's like 35 to 29 36 to 30 somewhere in that range so so uh godwin getting more likely to get the targets um and uh O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait, again, they're boomer bust, low-end tight end twos. We'll see if they can actually get them involved. Right now, the, the focus is to get um, Evans involved in the offense. We'll kind of see where it goes with the tight ends from there. 
Moving on, the next game, the Bengals at the Ravens. I think that this will be another bloodbath for the Ravens defense going up against the Bengals. Uh, Dalton, I have as a quarter, mid to low quarterback, too. I don't see him putting up a ton against this Ravens defense. Joe Mixon, I have as a low end running back, two, possibly even a running back three. Again, this offensive line just has not been able to open up the holes for Mixon to be productive. And so um, I'm still down on him until he can prove me otherwise. Uh, Boyd, I have as a wide receiver two, Auden Tate as a wide receiver three simply because they may need to be past the ball in order to play catch-up, and Tyler Eifert as a possible high-end tight end, too. Lamar Jackson for the Ravens I have as a quarterback one. Ingram is a solid running back, too. Marquise Brown, he's back and forth on that wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. He's kind of a boomer bust, still trying to figure out exactly how he's going to be, how he's going to be regularly used. Um, he has been dealing with, I believe it's an ankle injury, so we'll kind of see. Uh, Mark Andrews is questionable, but he's going to play. He's been dealing with this ankle injury for most of the season and still been putting up pretty solid numbers. Moving on, the next game, uh, the Seahawks at the Cleveland Browns. Wilson, obviously, I believe is a quarterback one. I think that he is going to continue to put up solid uh, numbers against this Browns defense. Now, their top two corners, I believe it's Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, at this point, our day-to-day, which could still, I mean, which means that they possibly could play this Sunday. That being said, with the way that the Seahawks have been using the, um, the play-action pass, um, establishing the run, and how much the, the Cleveland Browns struggled stopping the run from San Francisco, uh, I think that uh, the Seahawks should be set up pretty well for this game. Carson, I have on the on the edge of running back one, running back two, kind of in that uh, ten to thirteen range. Lockett, I have as a wide receiver two. DK Metcalf as a boomer bust wide receiver three. Will Disley, I also have as a tight end one, especially after seeing what um, George Kittle did to the Cleveland defense this last week. Uh, Baker Mayfield as a quarterback two. I think that he could possibly put up high-end quarterback two, low-end quarterback one numbers. Um, you know, the the defensive secondary for the Seahawks has struggled a bit. Of course, they've also struggled against, in my opinion, much better quarterbacks. Um, and so, you know, as long as they can get to Baker, Baker's going to struggle. Nick Chubb, I still think, because of his ability to catch the ball in the backfield, is a low-end running back one. Uh OBJ I have as a mid to high wide receiver two. Landry as a, I think I may bump him up to a low end wide receiver two from wide receiver three. Um, just based on, uh, he tends to be kind of that slot, um, slot kind of guy who, um, who can be kind of a safety net. They don't really have a tight end that can do that on a regular basis. And so I think, for the most part, that could work out for in Landry's favor in this game against Seattle. So, Moving on, the next game, the Saints at the Jaguars. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater I have as a quarterback, too. I know that he put up solid numbers this last week, was quarterback one or two uh, with the, the numbers that he put up. That being said, the Jaguars are a much better defense, and they'll be playing in Jacksonville. Um, Kamara I have as a running back one just because of his, his ability to get loose. Um, not only in the pass game, but also in the running game. Michael Thomas, a wide I have him as a low-end wide receiver one going up against Jalen Ramsey, as long as Jalen Ramsey is healthy. 
and actually plays. I know he's sort of practicing. He's been dealing with the back issue. That's something to watch. Um, Cook, uh, Jared Cook, I have as a high-end tight end, too. Um, still, just we haven't seen the consistency um, in the past game to Jared Cook this season. He's had one or two games of the, of the five so far. It's kind of been back and forth. So um, as far as the Jaguars go, the Saints have given up a lot of points to the quarterback. I want to say they've given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So Gardner Minshew, I have is of that low-end quarterback one, high-end quarterback two, could put up solid numbers. Leonard Fournette has been absolutely solid this year. Um, he has proven me wrong so far. Uh, really, I, I've never doubt, doubted his talent. It's his ability to stay healthy. So far, he's stayed healthy. Not only that, since week two, he is fifth in the league in terms of running backs in targets with 24 since week two um, behind guys like Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. So um, pretty uh, pretty interesting to see how much he's been used in the past game. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, DJ Chark keeps getting called the wide receiver three, and yet he's number, after five weeks, he's the number five wide receiver in half-point PPR. We'll kind of see who guards who. If Marshawn Lattimore is on DJ Chark, you know, he may put up mid to low wide receiver two numbers. Um, D.D. Westbrook I still find is a kind of a boomer bust wide receiver three just because he still doesn't seem to have that same rapport with Gardner Minshew that Chark has um, and with what they've been doing. So, one more game we want to cover in this podcast. Um, the Texans at the Chiefs. Uh, I was uh, doing my show with, uh, with uh, Scott Morganroth of the uh, South Florida Tribune Radio Network. Um, and we do, a, we do one, uh, a fantasy football podcast between the two of us every week. And this was the game that I thought this could just be an absolute um, – shootout i think this this game could be a lot of fun to watch um watson obviously is a quarterback one um in terms of the running backs it's hyde and and duke johnson i have them as running back threes i don't necessarily see them being involved in the running game much um i think that both defenses strug could struggle um and will give up and could very well give up a ton of points in this one I know the Chiefs are going to want to get their offense back in gear after uh, after the disappointing week last week against the Colts. Um, Hopkins I have as a wide receiver one. Fuller is still kind of that wide receiver two to three range. He's kind of that you know twenty six to twenty eight or twenty six to twenty nine, um, almost that wide receiver three. Simply because we have to see how much he's actually. I, I'm actually part of that target share. Um, uh, thing that I was telling, telling you guys about earlier. Uh, I believe because of the 16 targets or whatever it was that he got last week, I believe that Will Fuller may actually be out-targeting tar- out um, DeAndre Hopkins over the last four weeks. So that is something to kind of keep in mind. I think that, that Hopkins does have a decent game in this one, though. Um, they have two tight ends in Houston. Um I don't know who to trust, so I'm leaving both of them as tight end twos because I don't know who's actually going to get the work. Um, moving on to the Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes, obviously quarterback one. McCoy and Williams, I have his – Williams is the running back two. McCoy is the running back three. Last week, McCoy had two catches and was not involved in the run game whatsoever, especially after his fumble. 
Um, Damian Williams, as long as he's healthy, I think could be a running back too. He's used more in the run game, plus is also used in the pass game. So um, Tyreek Hill, if he plays, Tyreek Hill, I think, is a high-end wide receiver two with the upside, obviously, to be a wide receiver one. I may put him, again, if he plays in that 10 to 12 range just because we're not sure how healthy he's going to be, if they're going to limit his snaps or anything like that. So as far as the the <laughs> the, uh, the committee behind Hill of uh, Hardman, Watkins, and Demarcus Robinson, I have them all as boomer bust wide receiver threes. We just don't know who's going to be the guy to do it this next week. So, um, And obviously Travis Kelsey is a tight end one. All right, that's it. Um, that's, uh, it for this show. Again, I will do uh, another show on Saturday, early Saturday morning to release for you guys so that, uh, you will have the rest of the games and kind of my thoughts and everything on that. I hope that you guys all have a wonderful weekend that, uh, Thursday night, whoever you have playing in the Thursday night game, uh, performs well and that you guys, um, have a great week. Uh, my name is Ryan Skullrud. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.